0: Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Too Neutral to Quit, the D&D podcast where we really should just give up already. I'm Worth Beasley, your DM. Uh, So as I'll say in the next episode, I actually edited this one last between the two that remained uh, because it was longer and I thought it would fill up uh, the holiday time off uh, more so by, you know, saving this for last. Um, I finally finished and I'm posting it today, obviously. We have recorded one more session since, uh, which is probably my favorite so far, Uh, but we're not going to be meeting for two weeks, so I hope to have the most recent one we recorded out right before we record the next one. I will be releasing episode 18 tomorrow, but for now, here is episode 17, No Flying in the Torture Room. I believe last session um, we had wrapped up from staying at the Furbolgs, um, or Verbi, I can't remember which one it was, <laughs> at their cave after being rescued from the uh, dragon. And uh, we went into town, or back into town, and uh, along with already having posted notes looking for high-level adventurers to help rescue Tindersoul, you essentially posted notes looking for party replacements after uh, a couple of more party members uh, disappeared in one way or another, and um, so we essentially introduced some new people, they joined the group, and you were informed that <clears throat> the invisible Duragar that had been mentioned uh, for a brief time previously, they're building some sort of a construct out of Shardolin, which is essentially like black onyx and the person had asked if you can go to the Duragar fortress and essentially take out the Duragar before they can release their construct on your way to the fortress the construct which you learned is a Chartalan dragon actually started heading towards the ten towns but you surmised that uh you would have enough time to eliminate the Duragar here and then head back into the town at the risk of part of 10 towns probably being at least somewhat destroyed but so since you know there's 10 towns you have a few spears that you could still save in time and we got into a few rooms of the fortress and took out some said Duragar and then we left off there so we will go ahead and get started um i believe we cleared out the Duragar, but we did not investigate the current room we are in so if you want to do that you can or we can just move on to the next area
1: i will investigate and i also have a uh, 18 passive investigation
0: oh nice so if you're investigating with your passive i'll actually let you know that you'll notice as you're walking th- uh, through this room in this area here in this northeastern side there is a a hidden door looking thing in the east wall it's five foot wide ten feet tall it uh, and you obviously notice that it is openable it's like a little I guess it's a door shaped like cut in the wall that you can probably walk through uh these areas. I think these are all just the Bed chambers of the Duragar that came out and attacked you. If you want to look through, you can. You won't find much more besides the Duragar's armor and weapons that they had on them.
2: Do they have anything special armor, like any medium or higher armor? Because, yeah, unless they, ha- unless they have either like special armor or magical weapons and stuff, yeah, I don't. I personally don't care about it. I don't know if anybody else would be interested in it, but.
0: They have a war pick and a javelin and it looks to be ju- uh they have scale mail.
2: Well that's right, never mind. We we have we have oodles of money and nothing is <laughs> cut <it> off. <so.
0: laughs> well, your new character doesn't have oodles of money, but ooh, Oh no, ooh. I did start you off with some, so <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, we have money? Yeah, I guess I mean you but would have your They
2: have they have all the all the jewels that uh yeah, I yeah, don't uh, think I don't think you all came up with much money. New characters,
1: hmm? <laughs> whatever. Um, I Twenty-seven pers- or investigation to search for uh, like secret doors,
0: secret. Okay. Um, yeah, like I said, you do find one up in this top right corner that there is a secret hidden door. Um, besides the again scale mail and weapons that the Duragar had, uh, but you did find a secret door. I went ahead and opened it for you.
2: So while he's searching the room before he uh, goes down the secret door, I do want to go to each uh, Durgar and uh, cut their throats and harvest <laughs> some blood into uh, one of the uh, water cans that I have.
0: Yep. Okay. You are able to do I so. Figure,
2: I figure it's going to be a little messy, but I've also have practiced doing it. So it's not like... Yeah, with with a Gurgar, I would hope that it would actually be enough to fill it.
0: <laughs> um yeah, I'll say roll medicine just to make sure that how cleanly you can do it. Um, but I'll definitely say you're able to get enough that you need.
1: My spellbook is just hovering over his shoulder
0: watching. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
2: Eh, I mean you yeah, I probably make a mess, but <laughs> yeah. you,
0: you you've done it before to where you you, you do it successfully, but you leave more of a mess than you intended, or maybe you did intend to. (laughs) But yeah, so you find the secret door, and it leads to a five-foot diameter tunnel, Uh, and you notice that there is another similar door at the end of it. So you're able to open it into the next room should you decide to go down that tunnel.
2: Now, I will also tell the rest of the party, my brother's not as... uh, doesn't need to know it as much, uh, because we, it worked out perfectly for us, but I'll tell the rest of the party, because the darkness kind of hindered people more than it helped. Uh, I mean, nobody got hit while the darkness was up, but at the same time...
3: <laughs> <laughs> nobody, nobody could else anybody else.
2: <laughs> uh, next time we have a large group, instead I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern. And oh, just, once oh. again, just once again, instruct everyone, if you see anyone who's frozen, gang up on them one at a time. You know, don't, don't hit them until you're ready to start beating on them. And also, don't look at the hypnotic pattern, because otherwise you're going to get stuck as well.
0: Fair enough. Okay, so this rectangle of room has two sets of double doors, one to the north and one to the south. A brazier of glowing hot coals stands in each corner. In the middle of the room is a low stone table, on the top of which is drawn an illustration that looks something like a map.
2: I still have my Spectre with me. I'm gonna kinda have him buzz around the room just to see <laughs> if he can trip anything or if anybody pops out and tries to stab him or stuff like All
0: that. Right. Uh let's see if he goes around the room. Um He he would point out he would normally point out where the secret door is, but since you've already found it, there's um uh, he doesn't find much else of uh import in the room, but he'll still stand watch for Duragar for you. That works.
1: Summon my familiar. Okay a little furry raccoon
0: uh so yeah like i said there is a uh what looks to be a map in the middle of the on a table in the middle of the room and uh you also notice um a chardelin figure that looks like i think it's in the shape of the dragon
2: now is that like human size is it like small cat scale size is it
0: it's just a figurine size. it's a, it's a small like like a treasure item size pretty pretty small
2: okay.
0: i will ask my brother if he wants the figure or the map and he said he was going to step away for a minute um so in the meantime i can give a description uh the shardland figurine you can tell it can be broken off the stand that it is on as an art object if you decide to sell it it is worth 50 gold but yeah it depends on if anybody wants to hold on to it
2: uh, I'll ask him when it gets back, or okay. unless Werniger wants it.
4: Sure, I'll take it. I will <laughs> bear the responsibility. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, breaking
2: to me, breaking off a figurine of a dragon off of its pedestal does not sound like a good idea, but if anybody <laughs> else wants it. Uh, I will take the map now. Is that a map of the Ten Towns? Is that a map of the surrounding area? Is that a map of the castle? Uh,
0: as a matter of fact, as you look at the uh, the map, <clears throat> you can tell that it is an accurate depiction of Ten Towns and like the surrounding area mounted to the top of the thin iron stand. It, okay, it's a six-inch tall dragon figurine um, out of Chardolin. With its wings are outstretched. The figurine stand is attached by an iron rod to a groove carved into the table, allowing the figurine to move across the map from one side settlement to another and you do notice that there is a a lever on the west side of the table Uh, you can surmise that if you pull it it will the figurine will fly over the 10 towns on its uh, preset course Um, so in that case um, i will now hand you if i haven't already i will hand you this handout which shows you the dragon's flight path but now you have actually in canon An idea on where the uh, dragon will attack and in what order. Um, So yeah, you can. (laughs) The figuring that I mentioned before, talking about the map, is the figuring that you can break off. But uh, but it's probably not a um, like movable map to like fold and put in your pocket. But it's uh, you can tell, you know. um,
2: So yeah, if the dragon's going on a pre-flight plan, then they might be right that we can actually make it come back somewhere here in the. Sunlight Castle.
0: Yeah, you can surmise that it eventually. It'll come back um, either after it's done or, yeah, if you intercept it at in a time, you might be able to send it back. Um, but, yeah, you can tell it, it was obviously constructed here, right. so...
2: Uh, I'm going to send my Spectre to... Ch- I'm going to check out... Uh, I'll let my Spectre go in front of my brother to protect him while he looks <laughs> around.
1: I will investigate stuff. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you can assume that the doors at the bottom lead back into the main hall where you were originally, and then there's obviously doors to the north.
1: Can I move to the doors to the north and see if I can hear anything?
0: Uh, Yeah, make an investigation for that. Uh, So 15 for that. Listening in the door, you do not hear anybody in there. You surmise that it is empty opening this new door going in braziers heaped with glowing hot coals heat this chamber which contains a large stone bed covered with uh, soot stained furs its head against the north wall in a shallow niche above the bed is a uh, base relief of a giant scowling durigar. sorry of a giant scowling durigar clenching its teeth at the foot of the bed is a flat-topped iron trunk sealed with a bulky padlock, and a stone door is set into the western wall. Once again, I'll
2: have my specter fly around the room and see
0: <laughs> if anything attacks it or... Your specter, um, it doesn't detect anything, so I mean, it will, it'll just kind of, again, keep watch, but you don't uh, detect anything in this area.
1: Can I go up to the chest?
0: Uh, yes, uh, you can tell that it is... Uh, bolted to the floor and it does have that lock on it so you can try to, uh, you know, obviously pick it if you have these tools.
1: Can I see if it is
0: trapped? Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll uh, investigation. Okay, uh, you actually noticed that uh, it is trapped. You needed a thir- uh, 12 for that. Kind of checking around the mechanics. Again, it's bolted to the floor so you assume that there's probably something that's inside of it it's not trapped on the outside it's not trapped if you open it um so you can with your investigation you can surmise that if you end up removing all of the contents out of the trunk then it would probably set off some sort of trap that is in it
1: okay can i firebolt the lock
0: (laughs) yeah that'll work i'm sure that'll probably definitely uh, uh yeah that'll that'll be enough to melt the lock off of it um so you you do so and when you open the trunk you see that it contains uh zardarok which was the leader of the Duragar. it contains all of his uh personal possessions um i will put them in chat but you find uh, (laughs) a pair of dwarven sandals carved out of obsidian a quilted smoking jacket sized for a dwarf and sewn with 50 gemstones a malachite beard comb set with seven red garnets, (laughs) a hookah made of platinum and star sapphire, and a rolled-up leather scroll uh, with the following sequence of numbers written on it. Uh, I assume one of you speaks Dwarvish? I do. Awesome. So, yeah, you can see the sequence of numbers here. Depending on if you want to, again, keep any of the items, bear in mind that you'll set off the trap if you take everything out of it, but this is all you find, and you can determine what you take out if you take it out.
2: i assuming they're all mostly, they're not magical, they're just gem-crusted?
0: Yes, they are just valuable clothing items that you can sell. And then a, a rolled-up led to scroll with some numbers on it. Alright.
2: So I'm thinking what we could do is I'll take out a crowbar out of my bag and put it in there. Oh, and nice. The I don't is. know if it's a weight thing or not. Uh, it is. Yeah. So I'll put my crowbar in there. And then what if we just take the smoking jacket, the beard comb, and the <laughs> platinum star. Oh so we leave the shoes in and also <laughs> the crowbar to kind of help weigh down. That
0: could work. Uh, I will say that works for me. Um, So everything but the 250 gold item I put in chat, you can, someone can mark down that you all have that and can uh, divide it up as needed.
1: Can I take the hookah (laughs) and the roll? Since I think I'm the only one who can read it.
0: Yeah, of the three that are currently here, I believe that is correct. Uh, Co Rash, uh, you and your spirits open the what was a closet, but you can tell it has been converted into a shrine. Uh, there is a shelf embedded in the south wall that holds a two-foot-tall statue of Deep Dura, um, and it, is, again, is made of chardolin. It depicts a nude female Duragar with no facial features and a spiked crown atop her bald head. Stacked on smaller shelves around the statuette are seven Mind Flayer skulls. An indentation in the statuette's base holds the key that unlocks the trunk. (laughs) And that is all you see in that uh, shrine area.
1: I'm going to back away from the Mind Flayer skulls.
0: (laughs) Fair enough.
2: Is it actual Mind Flayer skulls, or is it just part of the carved image?
0: Around the statuette are 7 they are actual skulls
1: actual skulls. Cool. Yes. ...to see if there's anything hidden
0: or um, just wonky with it. With the, the shrine itself? Yes. Yeah, make... Um, uh, I'm trying to think what kind of check you can make. Um, investigation or maybe even Arcana.
2: Can I aid him in that?
0: Yeah, I'll say that uh, both of you looking around, you can have advantage for that. Not bad. You could probably guess that since this is Zardarok's bedchamber, it's like his own personal thing, you could surmise that something would... It, this feels kind of wonky, the the shrine. You get the sense that if somebody besides Zardarok like, interfered with it or touches it, that something probably not very pleasant would would occur.
1: Hey, how about we don't touch anything and we get out of here? <laughs>
4: but but so much stuff to take with you. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I mean, if you want to, I will. I would say I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll step back away. about
2: 20 feet
4: and then just kind of motion
2: forward.
1: <laughs> like through the door far away. <laughs>
4: I I will pass for now. I will reserve.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) All right. So I will open again. You can assume that these doors lead back to the main hallway that you originally entered from.
2: So we've actually not been in this cross section yet. We immediately went left.
0: That is correct. So you technically have whatever is down on the right and whatever is to the south of you that you have not checked out first. You do remember that to the south was you could you could guess that that leads to the um, the the viewing hole that you saw when you first came into the outside of the uh, outside of the fortress. Is there any noise from either direction? Um, I'll, get, I'll say perception for that.
1: Can we all make a perception check?
0: Yeah, I'll allow everybody to do that.
4: I can't hear anything, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah 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 you're you're not the you you probably hear the the armor clanking on everybody walking by more than anything else i'm
2: sure i'm sure in canon surprise and <laughs> and you know Ilio and everybody else is still probably just talking a
0: bunch yeah so. it, yeah that works I'm
4: distracted there. by surprise uh, strange speech. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you know what?
2: You're right. She you probably immediately grabbed my key and started, being, started eating it.
0: <laughs> That's also true. You can, let's see, with the 17 Magnus, you hear what sounds probably like uh, some shuffling coming from down in the bottom area.
1: Hey, There's something down that in that
0: alcove down there.
1: Let's uh, be cautious.
3: I did expect something like that. I would like to stealth. Okay,
0: uh, and I'll say that everybody can roll stealth. As a matter of fact,
4: what if I do pass without trace?
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. If you want to. yeah, that can I'll make. A
4: uh, yeah, especially
0: it adds uh, it adds ten to everybody else's. Uh, there you go, very nice. Yeah, that'll work. I
4: don't know if I need to roll anything or I just cast it.
0: it you just cast it automatically. Okay. And then you can roll stealth, and then whatever you have, add 10 to it. Oh, nice. So 27 for you. Uh, 32 and 31. Very nice. So you you all get the sense that, especially with Ronagar's Pass Without a Trace, you all, if there's anything here that might have heard you, you are pretty stealthy going through here. Uh,
1: can I roll stealth
0: for my raccoon? Yeah, you can go ahead and do that. He'll get the uh, Pass Without a Trace as well. Oh so, yeah, well, uh, do you want me to do for my specter then? Uh, yeah, I, I guess technically you should if he's doing for his raccoon. Because it's each creature within 30. Yeah, so it, it's no limit on how many. Yeah, very nice. All right,
2: well, that's still a 14.
0: <laughs> yeah, and your natural 20 helped uh, negate the, the worst part.
2: I like how Trevor's raccoon is stealthier than <laughs> the <laughs> literal so flying ghost creature.
0: <laughs> What <laughs> you
2: like, like, didn't think you'd be making noise?
0: You you conjured her, but you made her like have a heavier blue hue than normal, so she looks almost solid as opposed to transparent. I guess. Yeah, that works. Does your spirit
4: like uh, make any like noises or like speak or anything or no? <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> <Maybe that's what laughs> yeah. Okay. <is>. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe she just has like a lot of sass and she's like making noises as she's going like. <laughs> that works.
0: <laughs>
1: I'd like to send my raccoon ahead and uh, concentrate to see through its eyes.
0: With your raccoon, I guess roll another perception with your raccoon. Oh, it's an 11. You don't see anything, but combining your perception from earlier where you heard a noise and then the 11, you can surmise that the shuffling noise is coming from around this area, like like near against the wall over here on the west.
1: I will... Uh, relay that information to the party.
2: I'd like to see if since, since I got such a high stealth, i will like to see if I can just creep up just far enough to see or see if I can look as well.
0: Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I'll let you another do another perception. And if he points out to the area, uh, I'll even say you can have advantage since you're looking in the specific area that it came from.
4: I stand behind Khorash using him as a mute shield. <laughs>
0: yeah. As you do. Uh, 20- You see like this shimmering, like almost like there's some sort of invisible thing standing here. Um, Like I said, it's still invisible, but you can see the shimmering so you can tell where it is. So I will go ahead and actually put it on the map. But I still
5: have sea invisibility for the next hour.
0: That's right. You do still have that active, don't you? As as Korash discovers where it is, Ilio steps up behind and says, "Oh yeah, it's right there," <laughs> and points it out to you. <laughs> I will ask him how many. He only sees that one.
5: Not enough.
0: <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> uh, unless anybody objects, I'll probably have my spectre fly down and start everything off.
5: What's he doing? Is he just... Is he like waiting for us to walk down the hall? Is he? taking a piss
0: <laughs> you could tell that um, where he is there was a lever or there is a lever on the wall um, and mm. you remember <laughs> that when you were outside the fortress the door suddenly opened uh, you can surmise that this is the lever that let those doors open to let you inside
1: Worth uh, with our high stealth would this be a surprise round
0: I guess technically, and even though he's invisible, I guess the... Well, you wouldn't have advantage <laughs> yeah. on surprise. So you would just get an extra turn. Yeah, I guess technically it would, yeah.
2: Before our mode starts, I will ask him. Um, do you want to ask him why he let us in? Or just...
1: Yeah, we can ask him why. I will <laughs> cast Charm Person.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. So what is that, a wisdom save on that?
1: Uh yeah, wisdom
0: sixteen. <laughs> he fails.
1: I'll walk him and be like, hey buddy, uh you know we know you're here, so uh why don't you reveal yourself?
0: Uh yeah, so he he'll he'll look even though he's invisible and you're not, the fact that he still couldn't see you because how stealthy you were, <laughs> it like startles him at first. Uh but then upon hearing that, yeah, he'll um you'll hear like a sigh and then uh he'll turn off he'll become visible. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah turn off his invisibility.
0: Yeah. His invisibility. yeah. <laughs> you get his intention and he um, he seems willing to become visible and have words with you.
1: So uh why did you let us in?
0: Seems
3: kind of intuitive.
0: Uh, so he, upon hearing that, he, he looks around a little bit to make sure that um, only, you know, you all, the party, and no other uh, Duragar nearby to hear. Uh, he introduces himself as Drek, and he says that he has actually, he's actually aligned with Grandolfa uh, Musgart, um, who is another uh, Duragar vying for essentially control of this area. He he wishes to be rid of Zardarok, and seeing you all approach from the outside, he figured that you all were like the best chance at stopping Zardarok for, um, and, and inadvertently helping out Grand Um, so he says that he, uh, let he, he let us in to try to stop and depose Zardarok, and so he's. Like, technically, not technically on our side, but he is willing to work uh, against Zardarok if need be. What is Grandolfa's uh, plans for Uh, Grandolfa? She is the Grand Dame of the Mudsgart Durigar clan. Zardarok actually invited her here. The Musgars are based in a Durgar city in the Underdark. <laughs> they actually mass produce and distribute a filthy Durgar ale made out of mushrooms. Zardarak has been eyeing Grand Alpha for uh, to be his new wife uh, for many years, and he asked uh, Zardarak asked Grand to the fortress. To present her with some sort of a gift, as like I guess like a wedding offer, because uh, he plans to conquer Icewind Dale, probably with the uh, the Shartland dragon, and I guess he wants uh, the Musgars. Uh, <laughs> he wants the Muzgards to essentially control the ale trade throughout um, his kingdom that he plans to run. Grandolf, uh, she doesn't trust Zardarok, and she's been planning to take him out again so she can essentially take out this area or take over this area
1: so she wants to take over 10 towns is that what i'm getting
0: she just wants to take over the fortress she doesn't necessarily want to take over 10 towns she just doesn't trust zardorak and she doesn't agree with his um with his vision of taking over 10 towns so as long as she just gets rid of zardorak and i guess takes over the fortress for herself she's happy enough
1: I'll look at the rest of the party and uh, kind of step away out of earshot uh, and ask them what they think of the situation. I'll also, since I think I'm the only one who speaks Dorbin, I'll, uh disseminate that information between them.
2: If he he should ask him if there's a if they know if there's a way to withdraw the dragon or call the dragon back or how are they. Actually, how are they controlling the dragons is probably the first question.
1: That low of a soldier wouldn't know that information, but I don't
2: know. <laughs> Well, you know, you should ask anyway. So,
3: <laughs> true <laughs> enough. Do <laughs> the younger brother, well, might anyway. know
2: anyway? You should, you know, you never
3: know.
2: <laughs> we should also ask if there if she's here now, like did she bring an entire platoon of drugar with her to the fortress and if so how many are there do we like encounter most of their forces do we encounter you know five percent of what they have here in the
0: fortress i will ask those questions (laughs) (laughs) fair enough Yeah, yeah. he says he's not sure as to how the the dragon's being controlled, so yeah Grandolfa may possibly be able to provide that but he's not sure. Um, He actually does point out, he does say she is here, she is in the dining hall and he will tell you that uh, from where we are currently standing, uh, if you go down the hallway and it's like the it'll be the, looking down at the map if you go I guess on the east down the hallway, it'll be the first next door on the north is the private dining hall that she is cur- She's probably eating at the moment. She has her in private quarters, but at this time of day, she's probably eating.
5: <laughs> Why don't you escort us and introduce us?
0: I'll uh, say the last the question which...
2: I did want to ask was how many Jordan are in the castle? Oh, God. Roughly. Um...
0: There are, besides Grand Alpha and then, you know, a couple of the uh, the cooks that are in the, the kitchen area, there are, it looks like, two on this level, this floor. And then there are, let's see, uh, there's probably all total going through all um, all three floors, three layers. There's about uh, 20 to 30. Between twenty to thirty Duragar, and then maybe a couple of other um, creatures besides Duragar.
1: Oh, we got this.
2: I was
0: going to say, yeah.
2: In common, I'll ask everyone: Do we want to try to make peace with Gandalf and tell her to stay out of our way, and we'll kill the guy for, her or should we just kill all of them?
1: No, we 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 should make peace with Gandalf. <laughs> See if there are any doors or anything in this room.
0: This room is heated and illuminated by braziers of glowing hot coals. Visible on the west wall is an arrow slit, an iron lever, and a heavy iron winch, uh, which you know what the iron slit or the arrow slit and iron lever are. A floor-to-ceiling iron cage in the middle of the room contains an elevator shaft with chains running up and down away from it. Uh, The chains are in constant motion, and you hear loud mechanical noises higher up the shaft and farther down as well. A double door is embedded in the middle of the east wall. Air enters the room through a row of four arrow slits in the south wall.
2: I will ask somebody to ask the dwarf what's on the other side of the doors.
0: It was the office of the captain of the guard, um, and that was Zardarok's captain of the guard, and Reese, since they... since Uh, Drek has been here for a while he says that that um, captain of the guard has been accused of plotting a coup and he is in the torture chamber torture chamber on the level below
2: i think we should definitely
0: search his office and then obviously the elevators lead up and down to the other floors which is easy enough
1: what do i see over here
0: Uh, that was the, uh, going this one, that is the arrow slit that you could see when you first entered the fortress. So you see the mountain path that you took to get here, um, a little earlier. Yeah.
1: I will just stay here while they do some investigation.
0: Okay. Uh, so if you want to take a look in the captain, the guard's room, I will open the doors for you. So a stone desk and chair stand empty on the east side of the room. The braziers that normally heat and light the room have been extinguished, and Eris in the south wall lets in the frigid mountain air.
2: Is there a bunch of, like, uh, papers strewn about or any locked chests or weapons or anything like
0: that? Uh, You don't see any uh, chests or anything like that. Um, I'll say since he's being tortured, you probably find his uniform and his... uh, or his, I guess, his armor and his weapon in here. Uh, But again, it's no... It's, I don't think it's anything more special. Let me double check here. Uh, Yeah, nothing special about the weapon or the armor, and if there was a trace of papers, they've probably been taken to help prove or disprove the coup attempt, so you don't really see um, uh, anything of import.
2: Then, unless anybody else objects, I suppose we should go talk to Gamble.
0: Three braziers heaped with glowing hot coals illuminate and heat this long hall. At the eastern end is a hexagonal stone table surrounded by six stone chairs. Seated in the chair facing the door is a haggard old Duragar with long black hair streaked with ribbons of white and fingernails like shards of iron. Uh, she is devouring a hefty bucket of cooked meats, mushrooms, and strange underdark fare. Uh, lurking next to her is a small mechanical dragon made of shiny black substance. Hunched over a hot stove in the west side of the room are three Dwaragar cooks. At the sight of you, they drop their utensils and reach for their weapons, but the old Dwaragar says something in Dwarvish that keeps them at bay.
2: Well, two of our party members know what that she said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, she'll say something like, uh, "They, uh, I think we may be able to." I think she's and seeing Drek guide you in. I think she'll suspect that you're probably here with uh similar purposes of getting rid of um zardarok so she'll tell them to you know lay down the weapons or hold uh you get the sense that the cooks are her bodyguards i'll bow
1: and say uh my lady
0: uh, she'll she'll bow to you and uh, say back in dwarvish uh, to you, but she'll gesture to everybody else that is with you, and she'll she'll gesture to the open seats on the table and say uh, in dwarvish to you, um, "Please uh, join join me for dinner if you would like."
2: I'm following my brother's lead because I have no idea what's going on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I will whisper to the uh, co real fast. Should I drop the ensorcelment? on the dwarf and let her know what I did?
2: Maybe we convince her of our purposes and then drop it because if he gets pissed off, she has no reason to side with us over him.
1: That's fair. So I will join her across
0: the table from her.
4: Okay, fair enough. I just say ooh, num nums.
0: <laughs> um, and I'll say the one, or assuming you all are joining her for dinner, if you want to make a nature check to see what it is that uh, the first first course of meal is. <laughs> At the very least, Ronagar and Magnus can definitely recognize it. The the you know the underdark course of food. You can tell the main course is a cooked intellect devourer. It's brain body stewing in its own juices, uh, so if you uh, if you want to eat, you can. <laughs> nice. But you can tell that it has a thin layer of ash covering it that uh, probably is not going to make it taste very good.
1: <laughs> I will take a big bite.
0: <laughs> she does offer also offer you um, the ale that they make that Drek mentioned.
2: Yeah, I'll do. I'll do like. The comedy thing where I put it take a bite and put it in my mouth and I just kind of stop and I'm like, mm mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> It's that scene in Galaxy Quest when they give um Alan Rickman the, <laughs> yeah, the bugs yeah. from his planet." <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> I'll take a big bite and a big swig.
0: All right. Fair enough. Um so she um I think she assumes that you all probably normally wouldn't partake in it, but she appreciates your uh she gives a look that you can tell she appreciates your willingness to uh go along with her but you get the sense that she does not mind or would not mind if uh, of the ones that do not partake in the uh in the meal uh and so as you as you eat and drink she'll she'll kind of nod in your direction magnus and say uh what uh i, I assume uh, with Drek escorting you here that you may be aware of, uh, I guess at least part, uh, or he's made you aware of part of our intentions. So what, uh, what can I do for you or how can, how can we mutually help each other?
1: I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I ensorcelled him to allow us to meet you. Uh, we wanted to know exactly what was going on here. Um, and I will drop the charm, person, and I will tell him I'm sorry for enforcing you, but we did not want to harm you.
0: Right? They'll both kind of say in, to you and in, in, like in in different like finishing each other's like sentences or whatnot. They say that you know you, you came here to stop Zardarok, so. You didn't know that there was some sort of internal conflict going on, so they won't take um, offense that you insulted him. It, it'd be a little bit more problematic had you killed him, but uh, since you at least were willing to chat with him and try to figure out things first, they won't hold any uh, that they won't hold it against you or anything. I'll say, yeah, with our
2: track record, casting spells on you instead of absolutely
0: demolishing you is probably like. <laughs> It's <laughs> the I'm luckiest lucky. any of these people have gotten so
4: far. <laughs> Look, it's it's the new way how we do things with the new recruits.
1: I'll ask her what her intentions for Ten Towns is.
0: Um, she says that she has she has no interest in his plans. She's not going to help him, but she's also not going to stop him just because it's not anything in her. It, 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 she, has, she has no plans for Ten Towns or Icewind Dales, so uh, whatever happens will happen, and she is just looking for uh, some sort of attempt or way to uh, to, to eliminate Zardarok is essentially her only interest.
1: In that case, if we remove Zardarok, what can you offer us in return? If there is a way for us to make gold from this, <laughs> uh, such as if we can sell your ale, hmm. um, or if you have trade goods that we can sell to 10 towns, we might be able to make a friendly relationship between you and 10 towns and make a trade route between you and 10 towns, which would bring you gold, us gold,
5: and 10 towns gold. Actually, not a bad idea because Good Mead's probably fucked right now.
0: <laughs> it was one of the first ones on the list. Yeah,
2: <laughs> god damn it, Worth. This would have been a perfect time for Hush to be like, "Hey, there's a new hotel opening <laughs> in a mountain nearby. <laughs>
0: Love to have." <laughs> yeah, I, every time I've read those stuff, it was the, the Hush's no. Hush's demise could not have come at any more perfect of a time. <laughs> no, I think you mean any worse of a time. Where it's
2: not more perfect. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs>
0: um she'll agree to that she says that she has uh information that uh, can help um that what she can provide may be able to help you uh hinder zarderak but uh your your conditions seem seem fair and she can we can come to a mutual agreement i'm i'm gonna be honest with her
1: i don't think anybody in this group wants to hinder him so much as just murder him all right <laughs>
0: Well, she'll she'll smile and laugh at that and say that uh, that works perfectly well with me.
2: I will ask them to ask her. I'll I'll just ask her. Uh, (laughs) Is there a way she can get her personal troops to withdraw and stay out of our way? Because otherwise we can't really be held responsible for any loss of life.
0: Let's see. Well, she says that I've already... (sighs) Several of Zardarok's um, men have already pledged their loyalty to me as opposed to Zardarok. So I think, given time, I could probably turn pretty much the rest of the Duragok against him, or Duragar, excuse me, against Zardarok. I mean, I'll say that she's. You can probably assume that most of the Duragar that you would have yet to encounter will will probably be on her side. She can see if she can spread word around to the Duraguard that if they see you to not attack you, so that way you can know the difference. If there's any Duraguard that, that you do run into that do attack, they are probably still loyal to uh, Zardarok. Um, otherwise, the other ones, you will be, I'll send word that you'll be safe from, so just keep an eye out for the ones that are not attacking you. Essentially, I mean, yeah,
2: that works. Anyone that attacks us, we kill. Anyone that doesn't, we,
1: we don't want to cause more death than is necessary. So, you <laughs> see, he's, he's gonna like
2: snort me. Let uh, me right, right, kind of look it. at
1: my brother, like, I do not want to cause more death than is necessary. I
2: don't, know, I don't even, inside, I just flat out, I'm like, no. <laughs> I, think, I think I know him well enough, I can be like, okay. <laughs>
1: I just kind of glare at my brother. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't... I, yeah, I'll, I'll look at... Um, sorry, the, the food. It's a little bit... <clears throat> so, Do uh, we have anything to drink? That's why I was coughing.
1: I will <laughs> a, uh an ale of mushroom wine, or ale, or whatever it's called.
2: Just
3: us drink
1: this. You'll be fine.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if that's any better. <laughs>
1: yeah, um if she can spread word that would be great
0: okay yeah so she'll she'll say she'll do that and um she does say that um i don't know where zardorok currently is but i assume that he is in the forge uh, and that's on the lowest level of the fortress what I can tell you is that I know that he's programmed his Shardland Dragon to follow a prearranged flight, uh, and um, at, out of game, you all have obtained that map, so you know that. She also says that he is capturing Underdark monsters, which he plans to also unleash upon Icewind Dale. Um, he's captured a Myconid Sovereign, and he's using its spores to reanimate corpses.
1: Hmm. Um, is there any way to get directly to him without passing through, uh, other Durgar, like straight to the forge?
0: She says, if you take the room straight across, it will take you down to the forge level and it'll actually lead you into the, the, the forge is the biggest portion of the lower level, the, it's like a lift that goes down to the forge and you will actually be in the forge area. It's just a huge area. You might have to look for him.
1: Can I make a religion check and make her swear upon the door gods that she will support us in everything that we do and that she will keep her promises to us to help us um, open the trade route.
0: Um, yeah, I'll let you do that. I'll say uh, you can do um, religion for that, and then uh, if you want to, you know, make absolutely certain, you can do it insight as well. But Yeah, that that works. Can I give him an advantage on that? <laughs> you certainly can. Advantage on which one? I'll, I'll say on insight.
1: So sixteen on religion and twenty on insight.
0: Nice. You you find the correct Duragard deity that would fit that would fit most of this kind of agreement and. And you and she, you know, shake on it and, and discuss a little bit more. And you can tell with your insight that, that she'll honor it as long as, you know, you're actually able to take out Zardarok and do your best not to take out her mench sh- or her Duragar. She will honor your agreement and you'll, <laughs> you'll have an alliance with her. She'll, she'll disown
2: us if we fail. I get it. As long as we <laughs>
1: have our way, we will kill Zardarok. Trust me. That's all I
3: have. <laughs> <Special>
2: <laughs>
1: we do like the blood.
0: (laughs)
2: Amen. Uh, I will ask, what plans does she have for, like, this fortress that we're in right now?
0: Because this is not hers. If it becomes hers, essentially, and if you take out Zardarok, um, she'll probably just move, like, some of her people here, and this might be where she does say that the the forge level is actually connected to it there is a connection to the under like a path to the underdark from the forge. Um, so she'll probably <clears throat> make this like her new stronghold and this could be where they even um, have their front for their um, <laughs> for their ale distribution.
2: Fair enough. Um, I would like to make her quest. We have just cleared out an entire uh, bedroom chamber of like six rooms of Jor'Gar who attacked us and killed, or you know, we killed them. Could we claim those rooms and just kind of come and go to those rooms as we please? Of course, everything below would be regulated for them, but for us on the surface, if we ever need those rooms.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, with your agreement, she doesn't have a problem with that.
2: Also, does she know
1: how to stop the dragon?
0: Uh, She is not sure. She knows that Zardarok is controlling it or has the ability to control it, but she's not sure on the uh, mechanics of it.
1: Okay. I will look at the rest of the party. Are you ready to go
5: kill this bastard? Absolutely. Yeah, sounds like it's time to uh, go get him to stop this dragon.
3: Onward. Agreed. Let's move on.
4: We're here to cue and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum.
3: Oh my god, Duke Nukem. (laughs)
4: <laughs> no, my name is Ronagar, thank you
1: Your name is Luke Newcomb from now on I've got Tic Tacs, if that'll work
0: <laughs> uh, It's a short hallway with a lowered iron porticullis at its southernmost end, moving an iron lever jutting out of the west wall, raises and lowers the Uh beyond which is a wide shaft that descends 100 feet down to the next uh, forge area it's not a lift, it's just a shaft. Uh, you will need magic or climbing gear in order to uh, scale the walls uh, to go up or down, as a matter of fact.
1: If you guys want to drop, I have Featherfall prepared. <laughs>
2: nice. We could do that. Do you also maybe want to try the elevator instead and save a spell? This is probably more direct, but you save a spell, so it's your choice. Yeah, let's
1: let's just save a spell. Well, hang on, hang on. So if we just drop, they don't know we're coming. If we take the elevator, they're going to hear us. They're going to know we're there. I don't mind burning a first level spell to let them not know that we're coming.
5: <laughs> that works for me. I can actually fly during certain conditions. Okay. So that's...
1: I can, I can get all three of us with one first level spell. And then he can fly. So that's the fourth. That
2: works for me.
5: So he's at the bottom of the shaft? Zardarok is?
3: <laughs> yes. He is at the bottom <laughs>
5: of the long shaft. <laughs> at, the, at the
3: base. The forward with all the flowing, flowing uh, hot liquid.
4: As I go down the chef, I'm like, why is it ribbed for our pleasure? <laughs>
5: <laughs> Guess the drugar wax.
2: Oh, God. <laughs> also, they did have the naked dwarf statue lady earlier. So, yeah, makes sense. There's,
5: There's a whole lot of nope down
2: here. <laughs> right.
5: We just flow down into the middle of this shit.
0: i say,
2: if we can see that before we get there, that would be great.
0: If, if you're falling, you might see it you know, before you get down there, but I don't know how much you have time to prepare. Actually, sorry,
4: I concentrate extra hard on Pass Without a Grace.
0: <laughs> <laughs> smoke fills this warm cavern, which has a high ceiling that ranges from 40 feet high down to 20 feet high along the south wall. The source of the smoke and heat is a 10-foot tall stone forge, shaped like a pyramid with its peak sheared off. Ripples of heat and flashes of firelight spew from the top of the forge, which emits a deep, pulsating heartbeat. Uh, A five-foot-deep trough extends east from the Forge with rows of black anvils on either side of the Depression. Overlooking the Forge are four 20-foot-tall guard towers with gray-skinned dwarves standing behind their low battlements. Uh, Stone stairs provide access to the tops of the two towers nearest the Forge. South of the forge is an enormous five-foot-tall iron platform fitted with cranes and clamps with short flights of iron stairs leading to the top of the platform. Surrounding it is a cleanup crew consisting of a female Duragar with a horn and six hulking bipeds, their white fur stained with soot. They are tossing scraps into a cylindrical container. In the 20-foot-high ceiling above this bin is a wide rectangular hole, which I believe is where you would be coming down. You can actually guess that this shaft is where the the dragon probably is able to move up and down out of the fortress.
5: So the shaft we floated down is what the dragon travels through?
0: I believe so, if I read that right. Yeah, Uh, you came in through 26. Yes, the bottom of the shaft that the dragon uses to move up and down out of the fortress or up and out. So
5: where does that does that shaft open up where we fell? Or does it open up somewhere else in here?
0: If you had looked up in the shaft before you went down, you could tell that there is, you could have seen higher up, there looks like to be some sort of an ice gate door. And that would be the door that the dragon flies out of. So you were on the, the, the floor above you would have been where the dragon flew out of. And then the floor that you have landed on is where the dragon like is like made and repaired to go up all the way to the top with the dragon flight plan, could we
2: gauge roughly how long it would take a dragon to go to all those towns and destroy them?
0: Uh, yeah, I'll say roll intelligence to do some sort of like calculations. Oh boy, <laughs> um, Magnus, with your intelligence check, trying to calculate not only the flight plan to each town, but also giving a decent guesstimate on to how long it would take to like completely level and destroy each settlement all total if you waited for it it would go through all 10 towns and then come back to the fortress uh, you'd have about 36 hours.
3: Oh, okay guys gotcha.
0: and back to yeah uh, the creatures here are quaggoths um, I'll even have said that <clears throat> retroactively um Grandolfo had said how the there is a a forewoman in the forge. Her name is Thontara, and she is like in charge of you know she's in charge of the cleanup crew. So you can get the assumption that these Quagoths and the Durotar woman that is near them is aligned with uh, Grandolfa.
2: I will whisper to the people who can speak dwarves to her, tell them tell we're friendly. We're friendly. <laughs>
1: uh, I'll yell at her. We're friendly.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, so she'll she'll look at, in your direction and, and notice you and hear you say that, uh, and she'll like nod in your direction t- uh, to let you know that uh, she will make sure that you are not attacked by these quaggaos or any of her hurt people. Um, she will actually point to uh, the guard towers on this floor. See, on each tower, she she points to each tower and she she holds up one finger, letting you know that there is one guard on each tower that is loyal to Grandalfa as well. So if you, you know, start attacking um, the ones that are aligned with with you and Grandalfa will help attack the other Duragar should should things come to that if she, she'll probably assume that you were here for Zardarok, she will point out that he is located. She's not really able to tell you the, the, or you're not able to infer from her the route to get there. But from where you're all standing from the shaft, she will point basically directly to your east. And she will, you, you can assume that that is, she's pointing out to where Zardarok is located. He is directly east. Do east of you. It's just she's not able to tell you like what directions to get to to get to him. And try to head that way. Yeah, you can start heading. I'll say, I guess since you're on a new area, you have passed without a trace active. But go ahead and roll a new stealth check to make sure that nobody does see you. Uh okay. Even with Magnus, um, <laughs> he he starts to you know trip, and then he his uh, his raccoon. Helps break us fall. <laughs> <laughs> you hear a quiet squeak as I fall on. Top. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> so yeah, you surmise if you start, you know, heading to your northeast, you know, kind of following the the curve around the area, that you'll start heading the direction you need to go to get there. The what you're passing near is uh, the assembly platform, and <laughs> you do see a crawl space underneath uh, underneath the platform, but not that it necessarily matters.
1: I'll just keep moving forward until this, something happens.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, you can keep uh, walking around. Yeah, this is one of the towers that they pointed at. You don't obviously have to go into there, but this is one of the tower, ta- one of the four that had one ally and then uh, two other regard that we're not aligned with you but there is a you know door down here to the south that could possibly lead the direction you want to go or if you want to keep heading a more easterly and northeasterly direction you can do that as,
2: as well i'll whisper
1: to my brother and ask him do you think we should kill the other two and gain an ally or do we just keep moving forward
2: uh i actually do i think that between all of us we can very quietly knock out two Dorgar. As long as the ones in the opposite towers can't see us from the other side.
1: I think it has darkness on them.
2: But yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly down to help. I didn't realize that each tower only had one ally and then a bunch of enemies. I thought each tower only had one individual and that they were all ours.
0: Oh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I meant to clarify. Yeah, She, she, she lets you know that there is one ally on each tower, but there are some other Duragard that are not aligned um, with, with you on each tower you can't tell that these towers are 20 feet tall. Either you'll have to climb through the outside, or you'll have to find an entrance to, like, just the normal stairway entrance to get to them.
1: Or the other option is we just stealth through the door and hope...
0: Yeah.
2: My my problem is, if we make one mistake, everyone down here's gonna know.
1: (laughs) But then we also still have allies. I'm sure we could probably deal with it. Um,
2: how far apart are these towers? Like, are these close enough that because the burger are not to scale, right? So that's what 60 feet between each other,
0: yeah, 5, 10, 15, 20. 20. Uh, yeah, thereabouts. I don't know, it's up to you
1: guys. My preference is to stealth fast and kill the bastard without too many people knowing.
3: Yeah, not a bad plan. That that works, not the best
5: itself.
2: But again, that's why even trying to kill a couple of them quietly might not work. Because again, if if we make just one mistake, everybody starts raising the alarm.
1: That's what I'm saying, is we just move past without trying to alert anybody. And at the end of the day, if we do alert them, either way, everybody's going to know. So if we sneak past successfully... We, we have a win. If we don't pass successfully, the same shit's going to happen either way.
5: Yeah. That sounds good to me. Are you suggesting that we try to pass without leaving any kind of trace? <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: catchy. I'm going to remember that. Um, I'll say this, uh, the same stealth check still applies. You, you just made it a few seconds ago, so you're still good. Uh, then I'll move up to the door. Okay, so the first room you come to Alright, two sets of double doors frame a short corridor bolted to the walls Are a dozen black boxes, each one measuring eight feet tall and one foot wide uh, that give off a low hum. And what did you say you're doing? Your fam- you're sending your familiar in first.
1: Yeah, I'm sending him in.
0: As your animal familiar walks in, do you have stats for it? or is it, or does, does yeah, it have I have stats for it. Okay, uh, you're familiar with need to make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, 13. Alright, as, as your raccoon goes into the hallway, the, the, the boxes, all of a sudden, bolts of lightning leap from box to box, and your raccoon failed the save, so... He poops. <laughs> yeah, he's going to take 10 lightning damage. Yeah.
1: He just turns into glittering dust.
0: (laughs) Oh, shame. Uh, So you get the sense that uh, going this way, it would set off some sort of... You don't see... I'll say make a perception check looking through the room. Uh, With your 19, you don't see any means in this area of disabling the trap.
2: Question to my friends. Do you think it's triggered by stepping on the plates?
1: Can I make an investigation check to see whether or not that's the case?
0: Yeah, you can do that. With your 17, it's got some sort of a um, uh, I guess some sort of like good sensor. It's not stepping on plates on the floor. It's just the entire like hallway. If it senses anybody is in this entire hallway, it'll start uh, setting off.
1: I wonder if invisibility would uh, change that.
2: I also wonder if my specter, who is undead, would... Ooh, actually, you know what? I will ask anyone who's good with traps and uh, mechanisms uh, if they think the way to disable them would be near the traps. Would they be, like, right on the other side? Or how far away could they possibly be? Because my specter can go through walls. So if it's, like, (laughs) a switch on the other side... I can just have it float through, pull the switch and come back.
3: I used to know
5: a guy that was good at that kind of thing.
2: He was probably a dumbass. and That's how he died. So I don't (laughs) want to be a dumbass.
0: (laughs) How would we figure that out? I mean, if you want to, I guess if you want to, you had done an investigation to check for like, uh, like the pressure plates and whatnot. If you want to do another investigation to see if there's any kind of uh, like wiring or mechanisms that, Appear like it could lead, uh, like to the other door or anything like that. You can, I'll say, you can do that.
2: I suppose I could also just tell my specter to go onto the other side of the walls and see if he
0: sees anything. Yeah, uh-huh. that absolutely works. <laughs> uh, you, with your investigation, uh, you don't see, unfortunately, any trace of uh, evidence that would suggest that that is the case. But if send, you want, to
2: see- um, Arky through,
0: send
5: Arky through. Just gliding all the way across to the other side, just
0: flying. Yeah, you can do that. Uh, I will need Arky to, unfortunately, make a dexterity saving throw as well.
3: Oh, shit.
0: She makes the save, so she will take, unfortunately, still take seven damage.
5: Oof. Arky's uh, nothing but uh, feathers.
3: (laughs)
0: Losing all our small. <laughs> so you you hear the smallest little squeak or hoot from her as she disappears. Now is your uh, is your undead specter? Um, I'm sure it, it may still possibly take damage, but is it uh, <laughs> enough to still make it through? I guess is the question.
2: Yeah, I mean maybe what I what I'll command it to do is I'll, I command uh, it to try to go at an angle so that it's already behind the trap by the time.
0: Oh, it nice. Into okay. It
2: and then just kind of circle around and see if there's any levers or switches or traps. Now, it can't talk to me, but I'll just tell it to come back and nod if it <laughs> sees anything, or shake its head if it doesn't.
0: Okay. Uh, is there any limit as to how far through like walls it can go, or can it just go through
2: walls in general? The only thing it says about incorporeal movement, it moves through them, is that they're difficult terrain, it takes... Right. 1d10 damage force damage if it ends its turn inside an object. Gotcha. So I figure as long as it doesn't stop it should be fine.
0: Right. See, I'll say it can go through and it'll look around uh, the nearby area. It'll it'll kind of, you know, circle around. It'll check here where it comes out. It'll check behind these doors and it'll even check down through here as well. Uh, and then it will it will double back to you and it shakes its head notifying that it did not see any kind of lever.
2: Okay, so I suppose the question is, do we all just mad rush and hope to heal ourselves afterwards, or try to find another way around? I agree, it's a good point. let's do it. <laughs> okay, so in order to make sure that it's not a locked door and we all just get chucked to death, uh, I will send my specter through uh, <laughs> right. behind the trap to the oh, other nice. side nice and then to see if it can open the doors on the other side
0: okay fair enough what would the specter can it grab a door and open or what would its strength be for that uh
2: <laughs> its strength is one <laughs> so i guess i'll just ask it to look and see if it's locked
0: uh yeah, you're because c- like I said, I wasn't gonna have you roll strength checks to open the door, but since it's your spectre specifically, I'll, I'll have to yeah, waive that okay. rule this time. I went ahead and opened it just to give you access to it. But yeah, it even if it can't or can't interact with the door, it's not going to be strong enough to open it. But it will at least tell you that it is unlocked, so you can rush through and just kind of you know. Bash Bad them bash.
3: open, you yeah.
0: And you, you you'll essentially take a little bit of damage, but you can burst through the door and at least make it through without having to, you know, worry about getting stuck and taking another strike from the trap.
4: I'm waiting for the lasers from the Resident Evil movie. Just to
0: it, <laughs> us. It, it is very similar to that, isn't it? <laughs>
2: well, in that case, I'll move up like a runner at the Olympics. You know, kind of run, jog in place for a couple steps, crouch down, get ready to roll. You know. <laughs>
0: Alright, uh, so if this is the route you're taking, I'll go ahead and say you can go ahead and pass through, but everybody go ahead and make a dexterity save. Of the four of you, <laughs> Magnus is the only one that will take half. Everybody else unfortunately failed and will take the full damage. Uh, So, <laughs> ouch. Everybody takes 18 except Magnus who will take nine lightning damage.
1: If I cast Liam Tiny Hut, would we have the chance to take a long <laughs> run? Uh,
0: let's see. With Liam Tiny Hut, is, uh, is that something the time is differently in the in the both planes or are they they no, pass the
1: same? It would just be eight
5: hours of a hut just sitting there. So once we once we get to the other side, Ilya will cast Aura of Vitality.
3: Ooh. Well, that negates most of it.
5: It should negate almost all of it. Um, Healing energy radiates from you in an aura of 30 foot radius until the spell ends. The aura moves with you, centered on you, and you can use your bonus action to cause one creature in the aura, including you, to regain 2d6 hit points.
3: Nice. So that
5: lasts for a full minute. So a full minute of Bonus actions <laughs> of two d six healing, and that's what ten rounds.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you'll, you'll heal in like like two rounds.
2: All right. Well, I'll take it.
5: Well, right. uh, I would get um ten rolls to divvy
0: out. Basically, jeez. Yeah, I guess you would. Is I that temporary HP or just a full straight on heal?
5: It's just full heal- healing. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. Uh yeah, mm-hmm. I oh and I guess if you keep it active, yeah, you could heal theoretically after like taking like battling and whatnot. Yeah, oh, nice.
5: Yeah, I can I can use it during combat if I need like just a permanent like bonus action heal going. Nice. The so concentration. I'll just say I'll hit myself with the
3: first two of uh of fourteen, so that's fourteen points of healing. I'll
2: like, say um, I need twenty points of healing.
5: How about you take the next two, eight for a total of sixteen.
0: I mean, you could take the twenty-three, the the eight, eight, and seven.
2: I mean, sixteen, sixteen
0: is almost topped off. I'm good with
3: it. Right. We'll do
5: sixteen, and then I'll move to. Magnus, yeah, I'm down eighteen. Okay, so I'll just give you the next two,
3: which would be the eleven.
0: You could do the next three, give them full eighteen.
4: What's Ronagard? Sorry, I'm eighteen as well, and that's it so far.
0: So yeah, you could you could divvy up the last three between both of them and get them both fully healed.
5: How about that? I'll do that. So that's, that's 18 and
0: then 25, uh, but yeah, full 18 anyway. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Ronagar and Magnus fully healed and Ilio and Korash take like 14 and 16 back respectively.
5: Yeah. So I'm only missing a couple of hit points.
0: Not terrible.
3: Um,
5: Yeah. Not too bad.
0: And uh, from your current position, you can recall that being due east from the shaft means that it would be south from your current position. You're welcome to look around more, but uh, if you want to head straight to the BBEG of this area, you can... <laughs> hey, guys, for some <laughs>
4: reason, I feel like God's telling us to go down this way. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs> Ilio, before we, um, before we continue down this
3: direction, Ilio will cast Aid okay nice bolsters your allies
5: with toughness and resolve choose up to three creatures within range so um i'll choose Co magnus and um ronagar and your this isn't this is not temporary hp it is a um an increase to your maximum hp Ooh. Nice. Uh, for eight hours. Oh wow! Nice. So yeah, your max HP goes up by ten, and you should heal. You should heal that ten as well.
0: Oh nice. So yeah, you come to this um, this hallway, and there are two. You know, essentially different. Uh, there's a fork where you can take either area. Uh, at this point, you're obviously not sure as to which. Spot to technically go, so you can take either way and see what uh, see what you find. He said to the east, so I uh, say go to the east. Uh, two beds stand against the south wall of this room, one of them with a yeti hide draped across it. At the foot of each bed is a stone chest next to a stack of five sealed copper kegs. Uh, the room is heated and illuminated by glowing coals in stone braziers. And it's empty? <laughs> yeah, if you want to look around, you can. You can roll investigation for it. Uh, you get just how lavish it is and looking at the the kegs at the very or the um the the yeah the copper kegs at the very least you can surmise that this is uh the bed chamber for grandalfa you get this the yeti hide is probably you know a gift to her from zar'darok um, if you're looking at the kegs they contain the dark lake stout which is the mushroom ale that they mentioned
1: looking for like secret patches right
0: Override, right um you don't see anything there and if you kind of look around the chest a little bit and kind of like like feel around kind of like knock them around a little bit um they you get the sense that they are empty they're unlocked but they you don't think that there's anything in there
1: yeah i don't think there's anything in here let's uh let's move on <laughs>
0: Uh, braziers of glowing hot coals heat and light this room. The walls of which are lined with closed iron sarcophagi standing on end in the middle of the room. A Duragar has been shackled to a chair. Her flesh is covered with blisters, a pair of hooded Duragar prod her with hot iron rods, searing her flesh and causing her to bellow in agony. And actually you do notice, uh, to the like other side And I'll say that um, uh, Gandalf uh, uh, was able to provide a description of Zardarok. And you actually see Zardarok over on the other side of the room overseeing uh, what looks to be this torture. He's a soot-stained, gray-bearded duragar with a jagged black crown on his brow and a spiky black gauntlet in one hand you can guess that uh, since you've seen enough of it around this area, his crown and gauntlet are both made out of Shardolin.
5: That stuff makes you crazy.
0: So, um, we've not discussed this,
2: uh, but I figured we probably would have uh, talked about it on our way over here. Uh, what do you, all, all of the casters, what do you guys use most do you do, like, Wisdom saves, Charisma saves, Dexterity? What do your spells affect the most?
5: I have Fairy Fire, which might be useful, and that is a Dex save. Other than that, I don't have too many spells that have saves. Yeah, Wisdom and
1: Dexterity are pretty much my go-tos. Worth uh did you say whether or not this is a surprise round since we opened the door or not?
0: I'm trying to think, because, I mean, they, you can tell that they're torturing her. Um, Yeah, I mean, I guess it would be, because, I mean, you open it and you see them doing that. So, yeah, I guess technically you would have a chance to uh, attack them before they have a chance to react to you. A surprise round, beginning of initiative order. Uh, Ilio is at the top.
3: He'll kind of walk straight out
5: here. Okay. And is this the dwarf that's being tortured?
0: Yes, the one against the wall is being tortured, okay. shackled to a chair, shackled to the wall. And just that some bitch. <laughs> yes, it is.
3: <laughs> I just kind of walk out and say, "You know, I'm not I'm not trying to kink shame anybody, <laughs> but
5: what 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 the hell's going on?" <laughs>
0: I'll just wait for a response all right fair enough yeah I was about to say i guess uh if uh if he has the force of mind to to answer i will say that the the torturers the the two no face tokens that you see on the map um they say that this is klondorn she is the um the head of security i i think i mentioned it or something like head of security um she we are convinced that she was behind staging a coup against Zardarok, and we are trying to determine who it is, like that she actually is working for, and um, what information she knows about whoever it is she's working for. Uh, and she has not given us a lot of information. We're um, trying to determine what, and as they're saying that Zardarok will glare at both of them to like silence them. That being your surprise turn, that will put it to Runagar, Uh Runagar and Magnus actually, simultaneously.
1: I will cast Summon
5: Shadows 1.
0: How beat up looking
5: is she? Is she like conscious?
0: She, you can tell based on their starting health, um, she is bloody and she is looking and she's still conscious and awake, but she's, she's in pretty bad shape. And she doesn't
5: have, like, any equipment on or anything? She's, like, shackled, right? Or something?
0: Yes, she is... Yeah, she's shackled to a chair. Um, her flesh is covered in blisters. It looks like she's being prodded with hot iron rods. She still has... I think I uh, said that her armor and her weapons were in her room. See, I guess, I guess she would technically be, be nude at this point. Naked, being tortured. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> And so it looks like everybody within thirty feet, or the each creature within thirty feet. Oh no, that's that's one of your attacks you can do. Okay, so I don't have to do anything until it it does specific attack. That'll work. Okay, so yeah, it will be their turn. What does it uh, choose to do? Or can you summon and do it in the same turn? I guess. Yes. um, Oh, you gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Vegetable scream.
1: The spirit screams, each creature within 30 feet of it must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your spell save DC, which is 16, uh, or be frightened of the spirit for one minute.
0: So I think that would even include Ilya will need a.
1: Ah, oh, shit. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh,
0: <and laughs> Ilya will need a wisdom saving throw. Sorry. And as a matter of fact, looking at the range, that'll actually get um, everybody within. So even Ronagar and, and um, uh, Kurash will need a save. Yeah, uh, yeah I pulled a stupid. <laughs> oh, Ooh, no. Well, at least it didn't do damage. <laughs> you say a wisdom save? Yes, sir. Kurash is fine. You said it was 16. Ooh, nice. No, just get it. Hey. All right, so Zardarak, I need Ronagar. You you don't take any damage, but uh, you have this fear, and you do not want to get any closer to this thing in front of Ilio. <laughs> Zardarak fails. The Dierigar being tortured. I think she's gonna fail too. So let's see what everybody else has. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, and then the two torture torturers. Ooh! Everybody fails. Except for Coresh uh, and uh, Ilio, hey. So they uh, <laughs> they are frightened, <laughs> and that'll Oh, that's, it... uh, that's spooky. <laughs>
4: yeah,
0: uh, Ronagar will be next.
4: Okay, with me being fear, what does that limit technically? Um,
0: you just want to not get any closer to this thing, and I think you you basically te-
5: can't. You can't move into the room.
0: Yeah. You can still um, fire a ranged weapon, but yeah, you can't move into the room at the
5: Yeah, or cast a spell at range. Um, you just have you just can't move towards this creature. Yeah, okay. Cause you're spooked.
3: Okay. Luckily that worked
1: out better than I thought it would after I made a mistake. So
4: <laughs> Yeah,
5: yeah,
1: it's
0: worked out
4: okay. <laughs> yeah, I might just be like out of range for I think whatever any kind of attack stuff I can do.
0: If you have a rain spell you could probably attack one of these torturers. Five, ten, fifteen. Eh, maybe about twenty.
4: Okay, I'm gonna try this then. I'm gonna do frostbite cantrip, I guess, on Ooh, the nice. one closest to me. And uh it needs to do a constitution saving throw. Is it the save is like constitution twelve?
0: So... Uh he fails. Okay, so that's twenty-six Oh, nice. Uh, okay. And it has
4: uh, disadvantage on the next weapon attack roll. Oh,
0: very good. For the the next,
5: it's next turn. It does 2d6 damage because you're level 5.
0: Oh, right, nice. Over oh, level okay. 5. Yeah, you can roll oh, one right Cantrips
5: kind of do more damage the higher level you become. <laughs> oh, nice.
0: Well, that'll work. Okay. So it takes 9 damage. Nice, da- uh, nice on that. And it's got disadvantage on its next attack. And so Korash will end the surprise round.
2: And you can't cast two spells in one turn, even if one's a bonus action and one's
0: an action. I think as long as only one's a cantrip, is that right? If the,
5: yeah, if one's, if one of them, one of them can be a full on spell, but the others one has to be a cantrip Mm -hmm. unless it's a reaction. You can, you can cast another spell as a reaction.
2: That case, I'm just gonna walk up to the king because fuck the fuck that guy. <laughs> Fair enough.
5: Gotta come in strutting.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, without an issue. Because my specter can fly 50 feet per. Oh, 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 nice. And so, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cast hex on him. So, Until the spell ends, deal the extra 1d6 of chronic damage to the target. Also, choose one ability when you cast a spell; it has disadvantage on ability checks. Oh wow! So I'm going to choose dexterity. Yeah, that should mean any saves or checks or skills that he tries, and then I'm going bonk him. <laughs>
3: <and> <laughs> my text I guess you technically got flanking
0: with your uh, spirit too.
3: Correct.
2: But I will
0: only get two attacks because I got my bonus action going with right. the spell. How tall? How tall is this room? Oh. Uh, I believe like at <laughs> oof, twenty feet minimum, forty feet high maximum. Uh, yeah, it's like it's like thirty feet high. Good <laughs> lord! Um, so... So one
2: one critical hit, and then one at twenty-seven.
0: Um, everything but the ten will hit. Oh, oh, you're doing the advantage. Well, it's only uh, two attack.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah I got
0: yeah, you. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so they both hit.
2: But I also have an extra d6 because of my hex bow. So 11 damage.
0: That's just on the crit alone. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, I'm I'm just rolling. I'm just going to type
2: it in and roll from now on.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
2: So for my other hits would be 7 plus 5 13. So another 13 points of damage.
0: Okay, not bad. I will say, upon your hitting him, I need you to make a dexterity saving throw yourself. Alright, interesting. Uh, I think it's a good time to use my inspiration. <laughs> I don't know
2: what he's
0: going to do, and I don't like it. Fair
2: enough.
0: Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, no! Oh, oh. When he took the damage, he, like, points at you, and you can tell that he has the ability to cast Hellish Rebuke. Counter spell. Oh, okay,
2: fair enough. All right. Oh, ho, 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 ho,
0: ho. okay, okay. So, all right, so that, never mind, negated that. Nice, nicely done.
2: we actually not going
1: to hurt my brother. Okay, well,
2: thanks, buddy. Although, it would have been really funny, I also have Hellish Rebuke.
0: So, <laughs> you would it back to him. Mark. <laughs> uh top of the actual round would be it.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: sorry, uh my specter my specter gets an attack oh. as well.
0: Sorry, thank you. I did forget about that. Thanks, bro. Nice. That was very good. 18 to hit. Uh that will hit him, yeah. Alright.
2: Alright, so he takes nine necrotic damage.
0: Out. It needs a DC Constitution save throw. Uh, let's see. Constitution 21. Oh, yeah, not a problem. <laughs> all, right. So all right. So he'll at least take the nine damage there. Uh, now it'll be Ilio's turn at the top of the actual initiative round order.
3: I'm going to. Channel divinity, very nice, and that hits everybody. So yeah, so
5: if you need he- healing at the end of your turn, you can get one d six of the healing of, of temporary hit points. Um, so it's not it's not healing, healing. It's just temp HP. So you get a little bit of a HP bubble, and if you have yeah, and I can end charmed or frightened statuses
0: with that. So Ronigar is good to go now. <laughs> yep. Yeah,
5: so that's my action and uh, it creates, I mean, it's probably already dark in here, but it does have, uh, it does create dim light around me. All right. So I'm going to use, if it lets me as my bonus action,
0: Oh, a fly? You can fly
5: now? I can't fucking fly as long as I'm in <laughs> denim, like, baby. Oh, wow. And I rise
0: 25 feet in the air. Nice. That I didn't know you could do that at your level. Very cool.
5: Well, maybe not that high cuz the then there's the the sphere I got to think of of the radius, so I think I w- I think I'd still hit everyone if I was 15 feet up.
0: Yeah, I think it'd still be fine. Uh, Okay, so these two duergard, the torturers, are going to go at the same time, since they're the same type of creature. So this one's going to move up to Magnus, and it is reduced. Okay, so they're normal size. (laughs) Well, an 8's going to miss, but I'm sure a 24 will hit you.
1: Yeah, 24 hits.
0: Okay. Uh, so you take one piercing damage. However, you also take ten psychic damage. Uh, the other one five, ten he's going to move here for fifteen towards Ilio. Um, it's attacked.
2: Uh, were they frightened by the creature? Yes.
0: Yes. Oh, 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 yeah, the, yeah, they didn't, uh, yeah, they failed that save, didn't they? Shoot. Um, okay, so he's not going to move closer. So instead, okay, so I need Ilio. It'll stay where it is, but I need Ilio to make an intelligence saving throw.
5: Who that me what?
0: Uh, this <laughs> du- this Duragar Torturer is doing some, some sort bitch. of. <laughs> yeah, is doing some sort of effect towards you. It is not a spell. Oh, He's throwing an
3: encyclopedia at you.
0: <laughs> I dropped out of school. <laughs> it is going to make you use your reaction to make a weapon attack, and the only thing you can make it against is the um, animal in front of you, so you're going to have to attack the <laughs> Magnus's summon.
5: But I'm 15 feet into the air.
0: I'm oh, 15 right. 15 feet above it. Uh, shit. I'm just well, floating in the <laughs> middle of the air. I'm that's floating right. In the middle of the room. Okay. Well, just, just spit downwards. <laughs> yeah. Right. So okay. Spit well, attack. Five, ten. Okay. I'll tell you what. Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. Uh, okay. So never mind. With Ilio's intelligence save. Jeez. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it.
5: Does it have to be a weapon attack or could it be like a cantrip or something?
0: It says a weapon attack. Okay, because I have a sacred flame
5: out bitch will need to.
0: Um I'll tell you what, it, instead of doing that, it can it can move up to ten feet in a direction, so it's gonna make you fly ten feet lower.
5: Okay, yeah, I could fly ten feet down and, and be within a five foot range to to, to swipe.
0: It can only make you do one of those, so it'll make you at least get low enough to uh, to at least get there. To oh, attack. Okay. <laughs>
5: you can't make yeah. me move and attack at the same time? Okay.
0: The target must succeed on a save, or the Durgar causes it to use its reaction either to make one weapon attack, or move up to ten feet in the direction. <laughs> so it can't okay. do
2: both. So, so the Durgar torture glares at you, and you just float down a little bit like <laughs>
3: Yeah. <it. laughs> Pretty much.
2: <laughs> no fight in the torture room.
0: <laughs> so Zardarok, uh, it will do an attack towards Mac, uh, Sorry, uh, K- Like this time. And you can <laughs> a natural one to miss the second one. A 21 to hit you the first time.
1: It's at disadvantage. Because I'm
0: within Isaac. Okay, uh, so the natural one stays a twenty-one to hit you at disadvantage. Still,
3: damn son.
2: Yeah, um, I will take the damage.
0: Okay, uh, it fires, and I guess, <laughs> I, I guess he could still try to save me. It fires an eldritch blast towards you.
3: <laughs> hey, I have one of those.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> so one d ten. So you will take. 12 force
3: damage. 12 force damage. Should I do
2: that? That's pretty. Yes, I will burn Yes, That's perfect. Yeah, I'm going to do health Tribute because he also has a disadvantage on his dexterity saving throws because of the hex I have
0: on him. Oh, nice. All right, fair enough.
2: So 12 damage to me.
0: Okay. A one, oh, I'm sorry, a three for its save.
2: <laughs> 21.
0: ouch alright so so, when comedic effect uh, since we mentioned it last round it has one more use of hellish rebuke so when you do hellish rebuke on it it's going to do it one more time towards you <laughs> so That's I cool. need I need you to make a dexterity saving throw
3: alrighty well, Not, <laughs> why why ouch. why <laughs> why
0: so after hellish rebuking him, he will hellish rebuke you for 18 uh fire damage as well.
2: Oh, that's funny because I'm resistant to fire damage.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I have another use, so I'll do it again. <laughs> yeah, that would be
3: really funny. You get a hellish rebuke,
2: you get a hellish rebuke, you get a hellish
0: rebuke. He's looking in... uh, eh, I mean, he's bloody, but he's still pretty hardy. Uh, Ronagar and Magnus. You want
1: to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, You go first. I will
3: fireball uh, this guy.
0: Okay. (laughs) The the, the big baddie. Ooh, that'll hit. It's a shame I used both my hellish rebukes on him though.
2: (laughs) Yeah,
3: can you give you the hellish reviews on the T flings.
2: And I will
1: command <laughs> my Shadow Spawn to move up and attack.
0: Nice. Do I need to save on those or is it just regular attack? Uh
1: two regular attacks. Ooh. Ouch. And twenty-eight to hit.
2: Oh,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, the twenty-eight uh they both definitely hit.
2: Could you actually was like you know, 27 <laughs> yeah
0: twenty seven on the hit. Sorry. Well, I, I thought he said seven at first. I was like the seven. Oh, he said twenty seven.
4: <laughs> it's how it felt when I fought the death thing as red. <laughs> yeah, pretty, <laughs> pretty much.
5: <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Oh, you have a you you now have a, a t- temp HP bubble of eleven. Oh, nice. Thank you, sir.
0: After those damages, now he's looking in pretty bad shape. And that'll put it to Runagar, who might be able to finish it off. Um you're you're frightened got cured, so you can move closer now.
4: I guess I'll will be cool kids and go for the uh big batty too. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay. No, right, fair so n- that, that eight goes
5: to Magnus. The eleven was for Co. Yeah. I'm having to remember that I'm giving everyone temp HP at the end of their turn. <laughs>
4: So I'm just gonna do frostbite. Kids did again. Nice. Okay.
0: Same on one you did guy. before. Yeah. Okay. Very cool.
4: Constitution saving throw on this one. Uh, Constitution save. He
0: makes a five. He's not doing good. Oh, nice. So another six. And okay. So that was your spell. He moved. Uh, that'll put it to Karashalak. All right
2: that
0: injured. You know what? I'm just going to whack him all three times. I'm just going to spend my entire turn. <laughs> You'll
2: probably finish him off, assuming you're well enough. Uh,
3: He's
0: still flight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're still good there. Good God.
3: So,
2: <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Ah, you me? got a math. <laughs> 20,
0: 22 is the lowest. They definitely hit. You hit all three times. You probably don't need all three.
2: <laughs> but worse, I want to type up all my dice.
3: <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> oh God,
2: thirty-eight points. Oh wait, no, because the because the fifth the third attack doesn't have the bonus.
0: Oh right, 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 right. So thirty-three
2: points of
0: damage. Oh, you you eviscerate him. <laughs> so he's done. Link. My
2: specter will fly up. And <laughs>
0: help
2: my brother flank that creature. Or the torturer.
0: Yeah, I was about to see. yeah, there's still a matter of the torturers still.
2: Yes.
3: Uh, 17
0: hit uh, That will hit it as well. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, it is its um, normal size. Uh, that is a miss.
2: Oh, 17? Okay. Then it'll just glare at him threateningly. <laughs> Meet up. All right, that'll put it to
3: Ilio.
5: Yeah. Ilio's going to fly over to this one, and Booming Blade.
0: Ooh, 20 just hits. So, seven, nice.
3: For my uh, bonus action, I'm going to cast Healing Word on this
0: individual. Nice. Okay. Yeah, she, she looks over you in appreciation, and you you definitely heal her, but yeah, she still look pretty rough. That'll put it... And you're still five feet in the air. Okay. I am. Uh, so the one up top is still going to go for Magnus again.
5: Also going to drink some of my own medicine here and give myself some temp
0: HP. <laughs> All right. So what do we got here? Against Magnus, it strikes at you twice with its dagger, uh, an 18 and a 23 to hit.
1: Yeah, they both hit.
0: Okay. I'll just roll all the damage. Uh, you'll take two piercing, and then this is the psychic damage from both attacks totaled. 32 psychic.
3: Holy! Cool.
5: Eight of it's. Popped on the shield and hellish rebuke.
0: Oh, 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 very good. Okay. (laughs) And And it's dead (laughs) 22. Good Lord. Oh, it needs a deck save.
2: I'm glad you're still up after that. I would not have made it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It will fail. It's dexterity save. So it'll take that 22 and that will fortunately get rid of that one. Now the one at the bottom is still up and has not take well until Ilio messed with it. It did not take any damage, uh, and since Ilio is within five feet, it will attack Ilio as well. So it's going to strike at you with its dagger. So two attacks. I'm sure a twelve Our will miss. Is eighteen. Mm-hmm. All right. So the twenty will hit at least. Uh, so you'll take one piercing. And you will also take. <laughs> wow. Wow. Four psychic. <laughs> <is roughed> <laughs> oh my god. I think that's the best roll I've ever done on here.
5: <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Four ones. That's unfortunate. So
5: that's a total of six damage?
0: Four. Four. Uh, five damage, four four psychic and one piercing.
4: Oh
5: my gosh! Wow, well,
0: where were these
4: rolls when I was fighting? <laughs> yeah, I was. What I was thinking too.
5: It it doesn't even break my bubble.
0: <laughs> Good lord! And that was the sad thing too, because Ren got a hidden, and you you almost downed it in one shot. You just if you just had one more higher roll, you would have gotten him. But yeah, these these are the rolls I needed against. Ren.
4: I think I think Worth is rigging these. <laughs> <laughs>
0: nah, there's no way I could rig four ones on four d sixes in a row. <laughs> Worth, Worth <laughs> just has
2: something against the abs.
0: <laughs> apparently the app. totally. <laughs> uh, so Ronagar and Magnus uh, turn is up. I'll go first this time, I guess. All right. Yeah, you can move closer now. So yeah, you're <laughs> you're you're no Not longer. Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. No, I just, I, yeah, I just keep looking at it in the chat. I was like, that's that's funny. Yeah.
4: <laughs> so I'm going to go for poison spray. Ooh. All right. Creature must do a con- uh, constitution save for 12.
0: Uh, and it is probably going to fail it. <laughs> it uh, it saved 21. Of course. Of course. The rigged <laughs> dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's just my turn. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, back to Magnus. Uh, the 18 will miss.
1: Okay, And I will command my shadow spawn to move up and attack it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. It's
1: frightened, right?
0: Yeah, technically it still is, yeah. 22 gets it. Oh, good lord. Good damage on that.
5: Nine temporary hit points to Ronagar.
3: And that's the end of my turn.
0: Alright, let's see if Co uh, at the bottom of the initiative can finish it off and go from there.
2: I will take a little bell out and start ringing it at
0: him. Hold <laughs> it dead. Get away! Get away! Get away! Get away! <laughs> yeah, it's about to be dead. Was that a wisdom save? Uh,
2: yes, sir. Wisdom on fifteen.
0: All right. Oh, that's an
3: eight. <laughs> fourteen necrotic.
0: Uh, fourteen necrotic. That good god, that is enough to get rid of that one as well. I fi- since it's three, I figured we'll call it there. We can do the dialogue with the... Assuming you're going to talk with the torturee, and then we can resolve the rest of the area.
1: All right, y'all. Cool.
0: Y'all too. Take care, folks. You've just listened to our 17th episode of the Frostmaiden campaign. Our cast was Trevor Latticeless as Magnus, Carl Meekins as Co., Ryan Powell as Ilio, Billy Tai as Ronagar, and myself, Worth Beasley, as your DM. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and pass the word around so that others can come across us. Thank you all, as always, for listening, and we'll see you again very soon.